right back here at J. Tom Lawler Rink on the campus of Merrimack College with a score at the end of two is Boston University 3, Merrimack 2. I'm Mike Macknick with John Laney. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies at Merrimack. You can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Our guest here in second intermission, Brian Kelly. He's been at BU for 13 years. He's the assistant athletic director in charge of communications. Uh, athletic communications for Boston University. And first of all, uh, I guess, uh, you know, it wouldn't be Hockey East, wouldn't be a Merrimack-BU game without a close game like, like the ones that these teams have played over the last few years. And uh, the Warriors score a late power play goal in that second period to pull within one, uh, sets the stage for what should be a pretty good third period. Oh, without a doubt. I wouldn't expect anything less than a one-goal game here. Uh, we struggled here in recent years, so... This one is uh, sort of one we've you know put on the schedule as one we we need to make sure that uh, we come out and play play well and uh, I think the team is ready and it should be another good third period. Been a good game, a lot of ebb and flow certainly. Uh, I think BU's played pretty well as well. Uh, but you know you're going to be leaving BU in just a couple of weeks or so to head over to South Korea for the Olympic Games, working with USA Hockey. Uh, tell tell us what you'll be doing there and how did that come about. I'll be there as uh, one of the media officers for the hockey, for USA Hockey. Uh, mostly working with the men's team, working on the women uh, when needed. Uh, this opportunity came about this summer. Uh, Dave Fisher is the head of communications there at USA Hockey. And, uh, he approached me this summer at the, uh, at the NHL draft. Uh, asked me if I could get away for a month. I had no idea what he was talking about. And he said, think about, he goes, February. And I had to think about a couple seconds and it hit me. Um, Truly honored to have the opportunity. Really, uh, chance of a lifetime. Uh, be there for the pretty much the full month. Headed out there on February first. What's that going to be like now? You got media from all over the world. Certainly, uh, you know a lot from the United States. Uh, you know every major network's going to be there. Newspapers, uh, etc. Um, but you're going to have an awful lot of international media there as well. It's going to be, uh, you know, you you're going to hear a lot of languages you probably never heard before. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be like. Uh, Dave has filled me in on a few things, and we're we're. Uh, it's one of the reasons we're getting out there early is to uh, get settled in and meet with uh, other people from the USOC and uh, and get a you know a feel for the whole area and how to get around and where to go for this and where to go for that. So by the time the team gets there, they're going to get there about a week after I do, uh, around the 7th or 8th uh, of February. So by the time the team gets there, we, we have a good idea of what's going on and we can help you know, help them out because there's not going to be much time. They're going to practice three or four times before the first game. Uh, and that's... And, uh, let's see. On the 14th, things gotta get started. So before you know it, they'll be they'll be going, and then there'll be a brand. I mean, a, a team that really hasn't played together much, uh, except for the guys that are playing in Europe. They played the uh, Deutschland Cup back in uh, November. So that's really the the, the only familiarity. I mean, the guys that for like four guys that are currently playing in college, guys from Europe, and uh, guys that are playing uh, in the AHL. So some of them, uh, of course, know each other from uh, whether they played in college or this and that. But uh, it'll, it'll be some. Uh, Totally new for a lot of the guys. The head coach of the U.S. team is Tony Granado, the head coach of the University of Wisconsin. Uh, we had a chance to chat with him earlier this year when he, his team was in town to play Merrimack. Have you talked with him yet, and uh, uh, what will it be like working with him? I have not talked with him directly. Uh, we'll be meeting uh, with, with Dave and him, and once we get out there, 
but I've uh, heard good things. Jordan Greenway, of course, uh, on our team at, at BU will be on, heading out there as well. His brother, J.D., plays at Wisconsin, so he's heard nothing but good things Jordan has about uh, his time there and, and, and playing for Coach Granado. Uh, basically, anyone I've talked to, they think pretty highly of him and think he's a, a perfect fit for this group. How long of a plane ride are you looking at here, Brian? Uh, we're going to It's uh, layover in San Francisco, short layover, though. And then I think it's about an 11.5-hour uh, plane ride from San Francisco to Seoul. Uh, Pyeongchang's about an hour and 15, hour and a half east of uh, Seoul. So they've got a whole shuttle system that... I just got an email about that, actually. The, the, the whole diagram. You go here, here, and it looks like it's uh, pretty well uh, organized. From what I've heard from uh, some um, folks from the media who went to 88 and Seoul, they said it was unbelievably organized, and they would expect nothing less this time around. You know, you have so much work on your plate, so many things to, to, to do as it is, just working with BU. How much time have you had, to, I guess, to maybe to prepare for this and do uh, you know, a little research, find out more about the area and what it's going to be like? Not a whole lot. It's, <laughs> BU keeps me very busy, uh, especially this time of year. So we use the plane ride to do some of that. I've uh, been on a couple uh, conference calls uh, with members, which this is like all the media people from figure skating, ski jumping, curling, you name it, they're all on there. Uh, for Team USA. So we've had a couple of those, but that's really the extent of it to this point. And, you know, talking of plane rides, you get to go on a plane to Arizona next week, so you know, that's going to be a different experience too. Uh, what's that going to be like? Are you going to bring your golf clubs out there? <laughs> Frequent flyer miles, for sure. Uh, that'll be my first time. I'll be checking off a new state, Arizona, and of course, yeah, it's just great that they've got a program there now. Um, we're actually going to play in, in the Coyotes Arena on Friday night, and we're going to play in their 754 seat uh, arena on Saturday night. So I know we got some fans traveling out there. They're still trying to get a Saturday ticket. It's been sold out for quite some time. Cramped over there too. Yes, the their SID there. I've talked to him a couple times. He's been great. He's just trying to give me a heads up because that's what I just want you to be prepared. He said. Definitely looking forward to it. They'll be coming to our place next year for two. But it's hey, once you add a whole another state to the college hockey landscape, especially that far out, is pretty cool. You know, we talked about the U.S. men, U.S. women, of course, looking to try to win, maybe win gold out there as well. Give us your quick thoughts on both. The U.S. men and the U.S. women's hockey teams. Uh, start with the women. They, of course, I mean, it's U.S. and Canada. A couple teams are starting to creep in there, which is good. That that sport really needs a third or fourth country to, to really make things competitive. I'm just amazed at how uh, the two teams, U.S. and Canada, they play each other in that this series. We hosted one of the games at the Games Arena. They'll play each other seven, eight, nine times leading up to it. And, uh, even you know in the years leading up to the World Championship, so many times, and you know that it's just it comes down to that one game. Like you could have one team win, you know, 90% of the games leading up to it, and then uh, the other team wins the gold medal. That's the one that they're going to remember. For Team USA, for it, they've lost the past two, and certainly all the focus is on that. And you uh, hope for, I really hope for, is that to them to meet up again and, and have it just be a classic game. Uh, on the men's side, it's, it's a lot of the media people are just trying to throw things out. And, and you really don't, you really don't know. You can throw 
Russia, but you know, they're going to be that OAR group, the Olympic athletes from Russia. As long as they get the guys they say they're going to through that uh, their doping test or whatever that they all have to do to qualify now or to be able to play, they should be the favorite. So many good Russians continue to play in their league at the KHL, which of does take a break for this. All the European leagues take a break for this. So on paper, you'd say that, especially some of the familiarity, because pretty much there's two teams in the KHL that, that consist of, uh, that roster is going to consist of almost two teams in the KHL, so they've got a lot of familiarity. Uh, Moscow and St. Petersburg, I believe. Um, so you gotta, you got to say, again, all, the teams are always good, no matter what, Sweden, uh, Finland, and then Canada, and the U.S., um, and then throwing a team with the Czech Republic. We've got Slovakia and Slovenia as the other two groups, along with Russia, in, in our pool. All depends how quickly the gel. I think U.S. and Canada looking at their rosters are pretty similar. I mean, Canada may have a few more familiar names, um, but I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool that you see Sweden uh, taking the Dylan kid, the 17-year-old. It's going to be the, might be the number one pick overall. That, that adds that excitement to it. And people are trying to find the storylines. You can tell right now with some of the media uh, trying to. You know, Sure, that's a bit of a disappointment with the NHL going there, but my goodness, think of all the guys that are getting their first chance. For us, it, it, with our guys at BU, the, both captains from our 2009 championship team, Gilroy and McCarthy, get to go. And, uh, is it something that you know, I think Matt knew or going in the year was a chance that could happen, and he, you know, he purposely stayed out, I think, out there, to, knowing to give himself a chance. And McCarthy sort of crept in towards the end there, and so you got to be just thrilled for them, and Chris Bork as well. You know, I know BU sent a lot of guys over the years. Uh, Merrimack's going to have their first Olympian this year, Olympic hockey player Carl Stolry makes it. So uh, we'll be watching with, with an awful lot of interest. Maybe we'll see you. I don't know. Uh, either way, have, uh, certainly have a great time. Have a safe trip over there. Before we forget, thank you for, for the outstanding job you do. Uh, you know, making our jobs easier, getting us information we need. Uh, one of the best out there, Brian Kelly. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you having me on. All right. That's Brian Kelly. He is the assistant athletic director for communication at Boston University, and he will be working with the United States Olympic hockey team uh, in Korea, South Korea, this year. The score at the end of two periods is Boston University 3, Merrimack 2. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.